As followers of Christ, we are faced with new norms and societal changes that may differ from our worldview. We see fads continue to shape not only our culture, but our beliefs as well. Are we following the trends of life, or are we seeking after the deeper truths which God places before us? We'll discuss these questions and more in Trend or Truth. Hello, and thanks for joining us here at the Amp Station. This is Zorn, and uh, I'm super excited today to talk about this. Uh, I think everybody kind of has to, uh, uh, wants to have the opportunity to talk about a calling or, or what their purpose is, and we're going to talk a little bit about uh, callings and if it's, uh, you know, calling and a purpose are the same and some other things like that. So first, let me introduce who my guests are today. Um, now we have back with us. Uh, one of our former stars, Addison Nakashima. Hey, hey, hey. Who's also my daughter, and I think that's the first time I got her name right, <laughs> uh, with the new last name. And then uh, her husband and one of my favorite people in the whole wide world, Chris Nakashima. Oh, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, our fabulous producer and just all-around awesome guy, Mason Phillips. Sup? So, uh, <laughs> and the crowd roars. I love it. So, um, let's just uh, jump right in. Um, we're going to talk about today about calling. Um, I think all of you have felt some sort of calling on your life already is kind of why I wanted to include you and just uh, go through this and kind of talk about it and see if maybe we can clear up some things for other people that have questioned this or wondered. Um, so, just real quickly, if you guys could give me just something quick about what you believe a calling is. I think a calling is just something that God has placed on your heart that he's given you a passion for, that he's given you some kind of guidance in your life for you to pursue and something that you just feel confident in that's going to grow his kingdom and grow your relationship with him as well and impact other people as well as your relationship with Christ. All right. I love that. You guys got anything else to expand on it or no, it's pretty, what it means to you? Pretty much whatever uh, the purpose that God puts on your heart for the ultimate goal that he wants you to fulfill in life. One thing I was just thinking about, while well, I was saying that was kind of like, you know, a calling kind of comes is birth from your environment. So, I mean, you know, you That's can, really good. you can think of your calling as being something totally different depending on where you're born. It's something that, you know, could be something as a product of your social status or, you know, just, just all these things are, you know, a product of your environment and, you know, God put you in that place. So technically it, it still comes from God, but, you know, I think a lot of these things shape who you are based on, you know, your surrounding. Yeah. Uh, I love that. I love yeah. that. So then uh, a lot of you said in, in your description, you said something about purpose. So is there a difference between calling and purpose or are they the same thing? I see them as the same thing. I think they're really interchangeable. So I don't think there's a difference between either one of them. See, I'm, I'm opposite of that. I got, that's why I love this show. Yeah. <laughs> it gives us a chance to talk about it. So for me, just off the top of my head for what I think of when I think of a calling is like the bigger ultimate goal for your life, you know, what you're going to do or what you're meant to do as a totality kind of feel. And your purpose is, you know, it's going to change day to day, week to week, who you're interacting with. You know, my purpose for AMP could be different than my purpose for, you know, when I was at Roger State versus when I was in junior college. And I see what you're saying. Yeah. You know, I serve a purpose until that purpose is fulfilled. And I think of that small scale versus a calling being large scale. And that's just how I interpreted the two words. I like that. What about you, Addie? I see calling and purpose the same, kind of like Mason said. Um, it was hard for me in my description not to also say purpose. Um, but I do kind of see where sometimes your purpose can be more temporary, kind of a for the time being, whereas your calling I see is more long-term. 
Um, but I do think that they can be, you know, you have a long-term purpose too. You know, we've talked about this before, and I think I mentioned this in another episode, but I, I kind of see it as, I see him as the same thing because I think God reveals steadily your purpose in parts, not as a whole, but as you go on in life, he re- reveals more and more. So it's more of a step-by-step rather than as a whole, mm-hmm. and then you start to get the big picture of what your calling is. So I guess you could say the purpose is the steps, but the calling is when you finally get to see the big picture. Man, that boy's good, because that's what I was going to say, was I can kind of see both sides, but I could see where the purpose, maybe multiple purposes may lead to the ultimate calling. Um, so as Christians, do you guys feel like we're all called to uh, uh, to be a minister as far as callings? I think we're all called to minister. I don't think we're all called to be a minister in right. the typical sense that we're thinking of. Like Whenever I think of a minister, I think of a pastor. Um, those words interchangeably, but I think that we are all called to minister to other people. I think a lot of that rests on how you define minister and what and what you look at as a a minister. You know, you could be someone that just helps out a friend and you know gives them a word of advice, and you're ministering to them in that time. But you know, if you look at it as a call to minister as a full time or as a profession and stuff like that, I don't. Obviously, not everybody's called to be a minister because you know people aren't good at public speaking. People aren't good at you know, running a, a full-size church or any kind of size church and stuff like that. So I think it just kind of hinges on that. But in order to be a disciple, you have to, you know, spread minister the word of God and stuff and, like that. So I think it's just people get caught up in the word minister a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I, is, go ahead. Well, isn't it, uh, I think you said First United Methodist has this thing on their uh, entrance or their exit yeah. as you're walking out. Right. It says you're now walking into your mission field as you're yes. leaving. So, like, mm-hmm. we're all called to be missionaries. Maybe not like I have to go to Africa, but I still have to minister in my own environment at my workplace or at my house. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I agree with that. So as far as callings go, uh, do you think it's possible to um, have maybe more than one calling on your life? I think so. I think that sometimes you don't really recognize a calling until the calling has happened. Um, Maybe that's because in the process, what your original calling was led you to other callings. Um, I think we're all changing, we're all evolving, we're all growing in our relationship with Christ, hopefully, to where we'll, we might discover a new calling that we didn't even really realize was right. the, was a part of the original calling. You can have more than one. I think a lot of times they kind of align. I'm just going off a of personal experience here. You know, I'm, I've always believed that I was going to be a teacher and a coach, and those are, you know, two separate employee opportunities and two separate ordeals, but all in one, they are going to be two separate places where I can be a minister and have a purpose and do all these things. So, I mean, I'm sure there's people that'll do some something for a while, felt like they were called to it. Maybe it was just a purpose for a little while and it wasn't their overall calling, but they thought it was a calling. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll kind of echo those thoughts and now I'm kind of contradicting myself from what I said <laughs> at the beginning. Yeah. yeah I, I kind of see where you're coming from, Knock. The, the purpose is, it's like those steps I was talking about and the calling's the overall goal. I think yeah, I think we have one singular calling, but we have multiple purposes. Okay. What, um, just real quick, is there anything right off the top of your heads that you can uh, say that you have felt like you've been called to do? I'll start. Um, something that I've felt called to do since I was younger was to become a physician. And it's something that recently I have had problems doubting, if I'm being completely honest, um, just because looking in the face of adversity after years of trying was really frustrating. And I was like, okay, that's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. So I started doubting my calling, but like, I still knew that that was my calling. And I started assessing other 
forms of becoming a doctor, whether whether it was a PhD or a doctor of physical therapy right. or things like that. Um, but I also see a purpose, which was a step in that, which is what has brought us all to s- sitting around this table talking on a podcast was in the pursuit of that calling that I had on my life. I started the ministry of AMP and the AMP station and now Trend or Truth and things like that that have developed from that. I think we're also a calling that I didn't really realize was, you know, a purpose or a calling, whatever you want to use there. I would say for me, um, teaching has always been something I've been called to to honor the good teachers I've had and then to not make up, but kind of make up for the, the bad teachers I had. And, <laughs> um, you know, it's like, how do you know you're being called? Well, I left a city that pays teachers very well and pensions are amazing and the work schedule is great. And now I live in Oklahoma where teaching not so much. Huh? Yeah. The salary is real low and <laughs> it's not very uh, idealistic to be a teacher, but you know, that's kind of how you know it's your calling because I was never worried about the money making right. and anything like that. Like I've never even thought about, man, what if I only make $27,000 right. a year, whatever it is. It's about serving that purpose that you felt like. Yeah. And it never once deterred me. And, um, I was going through my doctorate class and I was like, you know, we we're going around the room and it's like, well, man, I really got to figure out if this is what I want to do. Cause I'm putting in a lot of time to this and I'm going to be broke the rest of my life. And then, you know, <laughs> I, I never worried about money and now I'm married to a future doctor, so <laughs> she can support it. <laughs> worked out. He's a bum. Yeah. What about you, Mace? Uh, I had a different idea for kind of where my life would go at one point. I was going to initially major in like a, uh, computer sciences and like a, more more so I was wanting to get into animation with computer animation and developing stuff for like uh, maybe movies or video games. Right. But uh, I realized there was a lot of math that went into that and I hated math. (laughs) (laughs) And so I quickly changed uh, my degree path and that went more into TV and radio and filmmaking with uh, just uh, physical video and editing and stuff. And I realized out of that, I like to edit more and kind of see how the piece of a puzzle's kind of all brought together. And so kind of, getting more into like the storytelling aspects or uh, telling either people stories or fictional stories or what have you. And, and then that kind of transitions into ministry telling the story of Christ and through either my life or through this podcast or whatever. And it's just, uh, it's been really interesting to see how that's progressed. So it's like the, the general call hasn't changed, but the function of how to achieve it or where you might actually end up. Mm -hmm. Um, which I think that's one of the things that we got to understand and, and, make sure is the most important part of a call is that it's it's done God's way. It's his call for you. So he's definitely going to do it his way and it's to trust in that. I know that's kind of part of what you went through uh, with this trying to be a doctor deal. And we had this discussion, so I'm going to go ahead and jump down a question or two. And let, <laughs> let's go to uh, um, does God change a calling on your life? Can Would he change a calling on your life? And I'll, I'll just tell you the first thing that I told Addy, these things, three sitting around this table with me know that I'm not a Bible scholar. I am studying the Bible. I'm reading it every day. I believe in the importance of that. And at AMP, we are going to just talk about that so hard in the fall to get that driven into people's heads, how important it is to read the Bible, like really read it. And uh, so I'm learning a lot. But the first thing that I told Addie whenever she asked me this question um, was uh, the thing that popped into my head was Moses. And, you know, Moses was called to lead the Israelites into the promised land. And I believe 
that he thought he was going to get into the promised land with them. He thought he was going to get some of that milk and honey with the with the rest of the crew, and that did that did change to some degree. You know, he didn't get to go into the promised land, uh, and I'll tell you how. Uh, unintelligent I am I thought that meant he wasn't going to get into heaven I thought the promised land was was heaven so I was like oh man this sucks you know <laughs> and then I learned that what the difference was between the promised land and, and uh, heaven so um, you know is that kind of something that you guys might agree with or disagree with or, or or what you know I would say that your your perception would change or what you thought your calling was might change but I don't think God changes the calling I think you know he's set the plan for you and he's, you know, going to guide your life. And, you know, as you mature, as you grow, as your mindset changes, you know, that, that change happens to a personal idea of a calling. But I think maybe in the, the master plan there, there was always, you know, the, that direction that you were supposed to go in. What do you think, Addy? This is such a hard question for me because it's something that I've recently struggled a lot with. Um, Mason said something a couple of podcasts ago. Um, I don't know if it was one of the ones that didn't record or what happened, <laughs> but it was so good. And he said, um, he just said that like, sometimes it changes, like sometimes not in a, your calling changes from this to that, but you change as a person. And sometimes your steps along the way lead you to something different. That was not a direct quote, but it was along <laughs> those lines. And the concept of it was, you know, just be like in the pursuit of a calling, God might lead you elsewhere in the middle of it. And that was something that I kind of clung to before I was accepted to medical school was, okay, well, God still brought me here. There was some kind of purpose in it, kind of going back to the purpose, the steps along the way. And maybe now I'm going some direction that I would have never gone had I not pursued the step of what I was perceiving as my calling. I remember being really proud of you because, um, while it wasn't at the time what you thought you were you were supposed to do or, or how it was supposed to lay out, you had said something about just knowing how built up you were for that, and that's only a benefit now. You know what I'm saying? You you, mm-hmm. you were given gifts along the way, and you were given uh, a way, an, a work ethic, uh, a stick to itiveness. You know all these things that are valuable in search of that that call. And when it seemingly wasn't going to be achieved, you were satisfied with the gifts that God gave you throughout right. that and the and the, the rewards or, or whatever you want to call that where you've obtained something or achieved something and it bettered your life. Even if mm-hmm. the calling didn't come to full fruition, your life was better because of you trying to be obedient and chase the call. Right. And which, I think that, sorry, I didn't mean to no, you're fine. you. You're fine. I think that, part of my satisfaction with that was I knew that I operated in what God wanted me to do. And that brings a piece like you, like you can't complain about that. You know, whenever you know that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, you can't not feel at peace about it. Right. And I never felt not at peace about it. So I knew that I was operating in the right context. I think that whenever things started changing and it didn't look like I was going to get in and I was having to make a decision and figure out what the heck I was doing with my life. That's whenever I started like kind of almost falling back and relying on those small things in the meantime of, just knowing that I followed those steps, knowing that they had a purpose in them, whether it was getting to be good with people and running a business, whether it was, you know, learning how to do surgeries and just learning about little things about the human body. Like somehow that's going to benefit me in life. I don't know how, but like, I mean, now obviously it makes sense because I've been accepted, but in the moment I was like, everything has a purpose. So God wanted me there for some reason. So that was something that I had to have peace with was 
am I operating in the right context? And I answered that with a yes, and I had peace with that. So I knew that it was going to be okay in the end. I think I have a carcinoma perpetuitous <laughs> mangled thing that you're going to have to remove from me. So maybe that's why. You know? <laughs> no, I, I, it was just kind of a cool thing. And by the way, she did get into med school after being told that it was not going to happen this year. And, uh, you know, the family just kind of stuck together with faith and, and was just like, even if you don't, we trust that you're going to get into med school, but even if you don't, the plan is still going to be something uh, that's God's and it's greater than what we could ever imagine. So it was just kind of a, a really cool deal. Um, these two questions, now that I'm reading them, are kind of, um, they kind of go together, I think. Uh, uh, it's how do you know if you're being called, but but also how can you be sure that it's a calling and not just something that you want to do and you're passionate about and it might happen to align with Christ? Does that make sense? So mm-hmm. if, if any of you want to jump in and just, uh, you know, if you want to start out with just how do you know if you're being called uh, or if you want to tackle it more like from that perspective that how do you know it's a calling and not just something that you really would like to do and, and it aligns with Christ and his way. I think on that fact, it's like, it's just something that doesn't go away. You know, there's little things in your life that right. you that you want in that certain time and space. And then a day, a week, a month later, it's like, I don't even know I was wasting my time with that. Like, I don't even think about that anymore or whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But then yeah. I didn't until, until right when you said that. And I'm like, Oh yeah. That makes, yeah. That makes you get lost sense. in something and yeah. you're like, dude, I'm doing this. This is it. And then like a month later, you yeah. haven't picked up that thing. You just were doing every single day for five hours a day. <laughs> and then, but there's always that, that thing or multiple things or, you know, kind of greater pull in your life that has just always kind of stuck around. And you're like, well, you know, at first you're like, oh, maybe that's it. Then a few months go by and you're like, yeah, sounds pretty good. And then a year goes by, two years, five years, you know, you've graduated school and you're like, yeah, this is where I want to go. And I've just kind of always wanted to go that way. At least that's how it's worked for me. It's kind of just been like, yeah, I could, I could do teaching. It seems like a pretty good thing. And then, you know, people come up and they're like, dude, you could, you could be really good at that. Like, okay. All right. Whatever. (laughs) I'm in high school, who cares? And then you get to college and you start taking education classes and you're like, yeah, I could do this. And now you're done. I'm trying to get my master's. And I'm like, man, I just need to get in the classroom. I'm ready to do this. Right. Maybe it's not my calling, but that's, you know, something that's been on my heart for a long time. And I'm, I'm ready to, to do that. But you've and, also prayed up over it. Too. Yeah. I mean, uh, and I think, um, I think when you have something that you think that you want to do, that's probably the best thing is to start praying up on it. And when you pray up on it, if you don't get a definite negative feeling in your gut, or if you get a definite positive feeling in your gut, you can kind of trust that. Um, And especially, I think that there's affirmation in that too. Like people along the way are telling them, "Hey, you'd be good at this." Well, and I think really good at this. I think I think the Bible sometimes will affirm those kinds Mm -hmm. of things too, because you know, a calling like what we're talking about is always going to be something that aligns scripturally. It's not going to be something outside of that. I think it aligns passionately as well. Yeah. You know, part of that question says, is how do you know it's not something you're just personally passionate about? And, you know, I'm not going to be a teacher if I'm not passionate about right. mm-hmm. helping right. kids and getting into that space and committing that time. Because you really couldn't. You couldn't. I, I can't the, be the passionate about. It's not, yeah, yeah. I can't be passionate about being a janitor and, you know, committing my life to making right. sure that all the floors and toilets and all that stuff are clean. Not saying anything bad about janitors, but it's just not something that I have a passion for. Well, you know, I used to really question my um, over-the-toppedness. That's a brand new word, by the way. I know Wes is sitting over there going, man, Stick-to-itiveness I'm, I'm going to start using that. Uh, but uh, but no, uh, you know, 
I've always done things big. I don't care what it is. You know, uh, Joe Grubb and I used to have a, a golf tournament that we hosted, and we'd have, I don't know, 80 players in the thing. I mean, so let's I just never say one invited. Christmas, we had a whole Jupiter jump blown up in our living room. Yes. Indoors. Is, those are facts. And we owned it. We didn't We did it. own it. We bought that It was boy. for Reggie. But that's just, you know, and I when I, when I first gave my life to Christ, I remember getting to speak at, a, at Claremore Assembly of God. It was August 19th, 2015. I'll never forget it. One of my friends asked me, said, uh, are you going to uh, wear shoes and pants and so no one can see your painted toenails? And, and I was like, and I thought about it for a second. I was like, yeah, that's probably the right thing to do. But then it just hit me, and I and I, I really believe it was from God. I was like, man, you know, there's a message in this. I, this is me. This is who God, this is how God made me. I had my toenails painted because I had an 11-year-old daughter that asked me if she could paint my toenails from time to time. And I, it was time to spend with my 11-year-old daughter, so I was in. Had nothing to do with anything else. I did kind of like the attention that come from it before, you know. Uh, but I wore bright yellow shorts. I wore flip-flops every day of my life almost. And uh, I have always have some kind of crazy hair. I think my hair was long then. I don't remember, but I think it was shoulder length sure. or something. And uh, but I got up on that stage and I told him that that my friend had asked me this, and and it just hit me that I was up there because my heart had changed, not because my style had changed, not because my passion for things had changed, not because he was going to make me do things smaller than I had before, you know. Uh, and so I really started kind of praying like. I always wondered if that if that excessiveness came from God or if that excessiveness was a satanic thing or, or a devilish Secular. thing or yeah, uh, and I got pretty convinced pretty quickly that it that it was how God designed me because He wanted me to do some things, not everything, uh, to be able to do them in a big way, just make sure that He gets the glory for what happens behind that, and uh, you know, and, and I can I I'll, I hope to be ridiculed someday because of because if i am that means it's probably making a difference for the kingdom and people will ridicule you when you start making a difference for the kingdom we all know that already so uh you got anything on that mace what do you think uh is it is it how do you know if you've been called i mean you kind of knew what you wanted to do yeah uh, went to school for it and and it's slightly changed but, but slightly you, changed but it still kind of stayed in the same how do you know that was realm. from god i guess uh well, I think it's. I think you said something about this before, where it's if you have a passion about something, it's probably there because that's where gets God put it on your heart. Yeah. And uh, man, you guys make me sound so much wiser than I really am. <laughs> but uh, I think it's just that that innate calling that God places on you from an early age, and you just kind of grow to develop that more and more, and then it just so happened to kind of align perfectly with my degree and kind of where I'm going. So I, I just uh, I think it's something that God puts there on your heart from the beginning. And he gave you a passion for it, yeah, too. Like, yeah. I could not edit film at all. I would <laughs> hate my life every second of it. But, like, you enjoy it. You right. enjoy doing it. And right. this podcast you're using to glorify God, mm-hmm. you know, and that's using your skills. Yeah. I think that I think that God gives you a passion for something, and that can turn into your calling. I think that that's a lot of how the whole passion thing works. I remember growing up, my dad was always like, you got to find a passion. you got to find a passion. And I was like, at the time, my passion was music, but he wanted my passion to be softball or golf golf or you know something athletic something I can do yeah and (laughs) I ended up falling in love with music but like that led to a calling a purpose in my life which was 
leading worship, playing guitar, singing, those things. So that had like some kind of passion that led to a purpose. And the same thing has continued for me into medicine. Like I remember being like seven years old and going to the Zany Brainy in Tulsa and my grandma buying me a science encyclopedia and me geeking out over it. And that's continued to this day. I still geek out over things like that. But it's become a calling out of that passion that God gave us all. Yeah, that's really good. Um, and I, do, I believe that. I, I just believe that, that God gives us our passions. He gives us our desires. And if we really pay attention and we really are seeking him, he'll, uh, he'll find a way that we can use that to serve him and to honor him. We've talked about John Stem at, at Claremore Assembly. And remember last year when he did the, the ninja warrior thing, I mean, Spiritual gifts, Ninja Warrior is not one of them. It's not. It's not. <laughs> it in, is for John. It's Stone. not in Corinthians. You know, it's it's just not there. Um, but whenever you start talking about uh, what John Stem has has done with that 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 strength and talent and uh, work ethic, and and he totally used it for God in, in an awesome and, and amazing way. And so I just think that we got to trust that sometimes our passions and sometimes I think they'll be uh, unique seeming. I mean. Baseball was mine. I, I have a passion for baseball, and God's allowed me to use that to um, to glorify Him. And uh, I mean, this ministry, a lot of it was because of the baseball guys. You know, we got we built relationship. What turned from a, a five or six person small group ended up swelling into an eighteen or nineteen person small group, and uh, ended up turning into a, a ministry with a campus building and or a campus ministry with a building and, and all <laughs> those kinds of things. So I think that um, you know we've been talking about is you're calling something that you're passionate about. But like, I think sometimes people are also called to things that they aren't passionate about. So just something that I kind of thought of while we were talking about this is like, have you ever had something that you're, that you feel called to or a purpose that you feel called to that you're not passionate about? Well, was that for me or was that for anybody? For anybody. Just, well, I can, just I can tell you, you guys think on this cause I, I've got an answer ready. Um, I think your mom and I are, are a great example of this because uh, this ministry wasn't something your mom was excited about. Um, talking to Addie here, uh, she, not that she had anything against young adults or anything like that. She's kind of shy. She doesn't connect with people right away. She, it takes her some time, but, uh, over a little bit of time, not a whole lot of time either over a little bit of time, she has fallen in love with this ministry and is full in, uh, totally devoted and excited for it. And then vice versa, you girls, were passionate about Costa Rica. I was one of those before I, I loved Christ and even a little bit after was like, you know, we got people right here that need fed. Why are we worried about people in another country? Why don't we take care of our own country first? And, and now I know that's not a biblical way to look at it. I know, now I know the importance of, of going out and reaching to reaching the all parts of the world, all corners of the world and, and things like that. So, uh, uh, I think that's just one of those things that, over time, God has changed my heart in that, and and now I'm excited for. That. I'm all in on that mission trip. I'm I'm not a huge planner for it because I'm just not good at that stuff. But when we go, I'm ready and I'm fired up and I'm in. Uh, and it's not a fake deal. It's it's for real deal. You know, I'm ready to do it. So, what about you guys? Well, I'll start by saying I guarantee in that hundred degree heat, whatever summer that was, that we were laying down this rubber molding on the wall and walking around <laughs> on our hands and knees you know, squeegeeing this stuff to the wall and the dirty, nasty floors and plumbing a dishwasher off of YouTube that we had no idea what to do. <laughs> I'd have much rather been at the golf course. And I think, you know, that was not something we were passionate about doing. 
but it needed to get done. And, you know, I was out of a job and Zorn was here all the time. And it was like, all right, well, we got to get in there and get this done. You know, like, yeah, there's nobody else that's going to go do it. And, you know, it, it sucked in the time. But now you look at it and like, man, I, I put that down over there. And it's like, dude, the dishwasher leak It's like not a drop. Like, <laughs> I was there. I was watching that YouTube video. And, you know, you see the, the fruits of your labor after and you're like, all right, like that sucked. But we're right. here now and, right. and you can make it through those things. And I, I can kind of remember whenever you guys were talking about wedding venues, you, you'd mentioned this place and I, and Kimberly and Addie, neither one really understood that. And I was nobody like, else understood. No, that. that's not true. <laughs> Papa Z was there for you. Baby. <laughs> but I was, I was like, you guys yeah. got to understand one. He gets a say in this wedding, you know, no, he doesn't. But two, yeah, it's questionable. two I, I think it was near and dear to your heart. I, I really do. I, I, and I told him that I was like, man, He's not looking at that as just a building to him. That's that's a building that he put blood and sweat and tears into and got to see fruit from it almost immediately because the way that people and the young adults responded to it. And and so I was like, you know, don't discount that. And it ended up working out cool because of the way you guys ended up having to do your, your little ceremony here so you, and then did the big ceremony in Costa Rica. You got anything on that, Mace? Uh, well, this isn't really like uh, going into the calling, but things that – you know, we're not passionate about it first, but then we become passionate about, uh, I'd say this for me and probably for a lot of Christians, I wasn't super passionate about God early on in my life. It was, I was always kind of That's good. brought up in, in church, but it didn't really become something I was passionate. God didn't become someone I was passionate about until I really say until I got into college, until I got into campus ministry, because uh, yeah, I was kind of, kind of going through the motions for most of my life. And then finally there was like a fire lit in my spirit that wanted to go after God. Sunday mornings were brutal as a kid because you knew you had to go. <laughs> no, I mean, I, it's like, dude, I'm I'm gonna sleep in. You're checking a box. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't. I really didn't think we'd get through most of these, but we're close. So I'm I'm gonna ask you guys this last one, and then we'll say some closing thoughts and uh, and uh, wrap her up. But uh, what do you believe the consequences are of not either recognizing or following a call? Do you think there's consequences to that? I would say, you know. I don't know about consequence, but maybe adding a few purpose steps in there. You know, there's plan A that is a direct path that could get you there pretty easily, but you might miss out on some stuff. But when you when you don't follow your calling or, you know, you ignore it or you try and go your own way in your own passions and stuff, you're going to have to go through some more purpose. Like there's going to be some extra steps. You're going to meet some other people. You know, in your case – you were still following your calling, but there was still steps along the way that, you know, you didn't want to go through. I think you just add a few more of them. Like, I don't know if I was to say, you know, I knew my calling was teaching, but you know, I really just wanted to, you know, get into graphic design or something like now I've wasted (laughs) my time learning Adobe illustrator and I've, you know, spent time and money and effort and all those things. And, you know, those things may come back around and, you know, as a teacher, I can use all those things or whatever, but you go through all these steps that you, may have not had to go through and you make it a little bit tougher on yourself. And that's just kind of what I think. I don't know if it's a consequence or if it's just a byproduct, right? you know, and, and not all those things are negative and God will use all those things in a positive way, hopefully. And, um, it's just, I would say more of a byproduct than a consequence. That's good. That's good. How about you, Ed? This is a really difficult question, I think, because, um, the consequences of not recognizing or following a call, I think that you could look at it from two ways. Like, do you not recognize it or do you not follow it? Because if you're not recognizing it, then 
that's really, maybe you could argue that it's a problem with your relationship with Christ, but like, if you're not recognizing it, if it's your calling, why isn't it clear? And, um, that's different from not following it and choosing a totally different path. So, um, you know, maybe you do choose graphic design instead of education. Like you said, I mean, there's still purpose in that. There's still something that you can use that for. I mean, I would kill to have graphic design knowledge and I have zero, but that doesn't mean that like, I've like, I'm glad that I got my degree in biology as awful as it was and didn't get it in graphic design because my life would be a lot harder trying to get into medical school whenever I realized that that was my calling. (laughs) But I think that whenever you're not following a call intentionally, it says something about where your relationship with Christ is. So maybe the consequence of that, if that's the term that you want to use, of whether, whether it's not recognizing it or following it, is that you need to reassess your relationship with Christ to see where you're at with him and why you didn't recognize it or why yeah, you didn't really follow good. it. Really good. Yeah, I think you can miss out on so much if you don't follow the plan. Uh, it like the purpose is going to be there. Like I think in some way you'll you'll find it. In some way, it, in some way it could be directed to God if you're really chasing after that. But there's also a chance that you can still kind of use that purpose and it not be used for God, but used for the secular world. And uh, yeah, in the end, I th- it's uh, really where's your heart? Is it mm-hmm. towards God right. or is it just to what you want to do? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's good. Yeah. That's good. So, what about planning? And preparation for your calling. What 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 levels, what extent do we go to on planning and prepping for our calling? Well, I don't have much to say on that, except I do have a scripture that kind of lines up with that. And All right. Proverbs 19.21, it says, You can make many plans, but the Lord's purpose will prevail. That's awesome. There's another one um, that was, it's, I think it's Proverbs somewhere. Um, but it says, The Lord establishes their steps for humans playing their mm-hmm. paths, but mm-hmm. the Lord establishes their steps. Um, that's not word for word. I don't claim to memorize everything. (laughs) I do not memorize verse as well, but I think it's Proverbs somewhere. (laughs) It is Proverbs though. No, it is. Um, I just don't know where, but it says that. And I think that's along this, that's what I actually thought you were going to say was that verse because it's, you know, he's going to establish your steps. So you don't have to, as long as you're following him and obeying him, Mm. you don't have to stress too much in the meantime, hopefully. I would say I that probably will, you know, <laughs> all your preparation is faith-based because you could do all the prep work in the world, but you'll never know until it happens that it was all worth it or it wasn't worth it. You went to you know, medical molecular biology through college. That might have all gone away and you would have gone into the promotional product business and you know all that prep was completely faith-based and not saying that you know that is a bad thing, but luckily it worked out for you and you're calling aligns with all the preparation you did and I don't think God will ever you know waste your time with preparation and stuff like that but you know when you're in your Bible and you're in your readings and you're doing all these things and all that preparation is going to be you know based on faith you can't you can't be totally sure about what your calling is until it comes to fruition and you know thankfully that all that time spent in a medical molecular biology degree in uh you know a, a dermatologist's office two separate ones you know learning from those doctors and then maybe this preparation while well, you've been trying to run a business will teach you about when you want to open your own practice. And, right. mm-hmm. you know, all these things are, are based on faith because you don't know if any of this is going to pay off. And, you know, I'll just go back to this building. I could have spent all this time in this building and then, you know, had to go home for um, immigration reasons or whatever. But, you know, 
that preparation's never lost because it, it, it'll still go with you. Right. It just doesn't maybe always lead to that. But I think, you know, the biggest takeaway is that preparation's based on faith. Mm-hmm. Well, man, you guys are awesome. Um, I feel like that was a really good talk. I don't know if anyone else out there will, but uh, I just want to kind of wrap up with saying, you know, if you're not sure what your calling is, uh, look at the things that God has made you passionate about and search those things. And don't be afraid to ask him. Don't be afraid to talk to him and say, did you give me these passions and these these things that I'm excited about? And, and, and it's easy for me to get fired up about so that I could use them for you. And uh, I think that whenever you uh, start talking to him like that, he will start revealing things to you. He is an awesome, awesome revealer. Whenever we get in true relationship, whenever we spend time with him, he will show us what he wants us to do. And I can say that firsthand just from where God's brought me in in five short years, the things that he has me doing, the ways that he's equipped me. And I am in by no means uh, equipped in some great, magnificent way. I don't have... Uh, super verbose vocabulary. <laughs> I, uh, I, I most of the time I sound like a simpleton, and I say that a lot. But I do. Um, but it's it's about the heart that he's given me. Uh, I, I really don't have very many times that I question why I'm doing what I'm doing, and I definitely don't question who I'm doing it for. Um, I know that the kids are my focus, but they're my focus for God's purpose for them. And that's kind of why we do this. Uh, this is really a deal so that we can have discussion about what what we believe God has led us to. And, and uh, we do want to get a little bit more focused on the truth in the Bible and start spending some time in that. But we're also uh, wanting to get kids involved and young adults involved in doing this and, and talking about these things so that maybe... Uh, when that discussion starts, you start seeing some of the different things that God does put on your heart and makes you passionate about. So, um, again, um, if you want to write us a snail mail letter, put your shirt size in there, and we will send you a um, a shirt, a T-shirt, one of our cool T-shirts. And uh, we thank you so much for listening. Share this, like it, do all those things. Uh, all of our info that you need for us is in the um, below in the podcast information. But we just uh, are so thankful that people are listening to this and, and we really enjoy in, uh, doing it and we love you guys. Thank you for listening to the Trend or Truth podcast. This podcast is recorded out of the AMP station in Claremore, Oklahoma. AMP is a Christian ministry geared towards college students and young adults with an emphasis on loving God, loving people, and making disciples. If you like what you heard, consider becoming a subscriber so you don't miss out on a single episode. We release new entries every Monday. Also, rate and review this podcast on iTunes and share it on social media. Once again, thank you for joining us today, and we'll talk to you next time.